I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I so appreciate Lonnie Egertson Goff joining us today, Salt Lake uh, City Housing and Neighborhood Development, because today is a significant day. Uh, Salt Lake City kicking off federal grant programs with affordable housing tour. And we wanted to also talk about some of the more pricey uh, uh, zip codes in Salt Lake City. And welcome. Thank you for joining us today, Lonnie. Thank you, Doug. It's my pleasure. First of all, tell us what's been unfolding today. I understand this is uh, quite a day and there's some block grants available to help people get into housing. Certainly. So today we actually were able to celebrate um, a family being able to move into a home that was previously in really bad condition. It had troubles with meth and um, a lot of graffiti and just general uh, disrepair. And through um, some of the dollars that we get through federal uh, sources, one of our partners, uh, Community Development um, Corporation of Utah, they worked with the um, potential uh, buyers, the uh, Melendez family, and uh, spent about $75,000 to totally redo the house. And um, today the mayor, um, Jackie Biskitsky, and myself and um, a, quite a good group of people were there to just do a little ribbon cutting and welcome the family into that new home. Well, it's fun to see things like this. It's fun to see monies put to good use and see a, a family end up. And, you know, as, as big an amount as $75,000 is, boy, compared to what it costs to buy a house nowadays, that's a bargain. That's exactly right. And that's what we're trying to um, point out is that it's great to be able to preserve our existing housing stock. And for people that um, live in a place that maybe they need to do some major renovations to be able to use um, some of the dollars that come through the city program. So what kind of grants are available? I understand the city is currently accepting applications from those right. interested for various grants. What, what type of grants are we talking about? Sure. So we have four that come through our federal. Um, we're an entitlement city, so the federal government... The Housing and Urban Development um, gives us money for community development block grant. Those are usually for developing like affordable housing or sometimes it can be for um, sustainable, like suitable living for folks that are maybe aging in their homes and need to have like accessibility type things um, put into place. Um, we also have emergency solutions grants, which are specifically focused on homeless um folks experiencing homelessness, mm -hmm. families to get into a stable housing situation. And then we have a small amount that comes through. It's called the Home Investment Partnership Program. And that works um, specifically with the developers to create um, affordable housing. Mostly it's, it's used for new um, 
developments or homes, but in this case, we use the dollars from that program for the Melendez house. And then the last one is a, a smaller amount of money, which is for uh, housing opportunities for persons with AIDS. Mm-hmm. So folks that have HIV AIDS and their families for housing for them. So it's a variety of amounts. Um, we get uh, up to three to four million dollars a year usually, and um, you know that can change depending on the administration and the HUD secretary's um, priorities. But that's what we usually anticipate. Are these monies going up or down under the Trump administration? You know, they've, they've held pretty steadily. Um, we had a very minor, like less than 1% increase in the past uh, fiscal year, 1819. And so we're hopeful that we'll um, be able to have at least a, you know, static or maybe a tiny bit of a bump again. Salt Lake City uh, is my hometown. We don't live in Salt Lake City proper right now, but boy, I spent a lot of my waking hours here. And it's interesting to look at where some of the most expensive zip codes are in the state. And a lot of them are in Salt Lake City. When you look at the top 10, uh, zip code 84103, which is Capitol Hill and up in the yep. the avenue is at the top of the list. And uh, one out in Riverton is right up there. There are five more zip codes in Salt Lake City, but there's one in Centerville. And uh, it's, it's interesting. And one of the big issues we've got in the country today is affordable housing. And I know every time I'm in our... Uh, KSL Radio Television Deseret News Editorial Board. Affordable housing is coming up all the time. Envision Utah is always talking about affordable housing, the legislature. Are we really making some progress, in your opinion, especially within Salt Lake City, where your main expertise lies? Are we making progress? I feel like we are um, very incrementally. We have a lot of different ways that we're working on affordable housing. So from this is going to maybe sound different than what most people are used to, but looking at all types of housing, so luxury, all the way down to what we call per, 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 uh, excuse me, permanent supportive housing. So folks that are either disabled or have mental illness or other things that prohibit them from working, they need a place to live. And so we call that a permanent supportive housing because that's always going to be subsidized. Right. But if we look at the luxury, so those expensive zip codes you were talking about, if we don't have folks, we don't have enough of that type of housing, then those folks are going to go into another layer of housing products, and that bumps kind of everyone down the housing um, continuum, so to speak. So we're looking at always working with developers and um, our partners to address every type of housing within Salt Lake City. Um, we are working on our growing Salt Lake City or growing SLC, a five-year housing plan. So we work um, with the council and with the mayor and with our colleagues in planning um, to come up with things that can expand the possibilities, like our accessory dwelling unit. Um, You might have heard of that um, challenging process. (laughs) I think it was over the course of three or four years to get to the point where uh, all over the city we now allow for what folks would call a mother-in-law or a a granny flat kind of um, process. Mm -hmm. If you have a home in maybe one of those expensive um, zip codes or another spot in the city, you can um, either change your home configuration to have another separate residence there, or you can have it as something over your garage or another spot if you had a large lot that could accommodate that. So that's a way of adding housing within our existing, you know, structures. And then also, you know, looking at ways for um, developers to have some 
mechanisms like tax credits or other things to help us build new developments that have both market rate, as we like to call it, right. and affordable within the same, you know, maybe it's a hundred unit or whatever the number is. We have a percentage that are affordable. It, it is so interesting yeah. to see some of the innovative things. I was up at the University of Utah a couple of weeks ago and there was a presentation and some awards given around the country for some of the innovative things. And it, it was, I can't remember exactly what the term was, but it was focused on something that they were doing in Austin, Texas, that was very similar to what you're talking, building mm-hmm. uh, a, a tiny home or a mother-in-law's apartment. And there are all kinds of ways that we can add to uh, especially affordable income housing. And Lonnie, I really appreciate you joining us today on short notice. Thank you for being part of Inside Sources today. Definitely important and near and dear to my heart, so thank you. Lonnie Eggertson-Goff with us, Salt Lake Housing and Neighborhood Development. We're at 2 o'clock. We have more coming up here at KSL News Radio. We're going to talk about the big boy that is in Utah right now, where it's going to be going. Nathan Anderson from Union Pacific will be joining us next. We'll have uh, more of a conversation on vaping issues, and Congressman Ben McAdams will be our guest at uh, 2.50, all here on Inside Sources.